Good evening, everybody, and welcome to my show. Autumn is here. My name is Francine Crawford, and I am your host. And today we are going to interview Tamise Toon. She was a caregiver for her grandmother, and she really wants to share her story. She's a young lady, and she wants to help other people who are going through this situation. So let's welcome Tamise to the show. Hello, Tamise. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Good. Thank you so much for wanting to share your story um, with with the audience. You know, so often um, we don't you know, you never know when this is going to happen or when you're going to be a caregiver for someone. And um, you're being so young and, uh, you know, you know, we don't think it's going to happen. But sometimes our life just changes, you know, due to circumstances that are not under our control. So um, let's talk about, you know, a little bit about it. who who did you uh, take care of? Who's your person that you take care of? Um, well, I took care of my grandmother. Um, she, I did that for a few years. And I say took care of her because um, at the age, I was two years old when she had a stroke and mm-hmm. she became paralyzed on one, on one side, on her right side. Mm-hmm. So um, t- imagine having a two-year-old you're paralyzed now. You didn't expect that. And you're a single grandmother. So mm-hmm. with a two-year-old. So <laughs> um, it was a lot. So, um, and yeah, that was just, that's what I did. But I, I had to take care of her from, even from that age, I believe it started because just um, her having to, having something to fight for at that moment in time, you know, so Okay. So she so she basically raised you. Oh yeah, she definitely raised me. She raised me from hospital. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so okay, so she raised you. So yeah. now you're saying that you were with her and at 2 years old she had a stroke. Yeah, she had a stroke. She was on her way somewhere. She was in the hot, um in the car driving at a light and she just had a seizure and she just went out. And um, I guess she passed out or she fainted or something. And uh, everybody was kept blowing at her and blowing at her. And a guy finally came to the car and seen that she was um, unconscious or whatever. And they took us to the hospital. Come to find out she had a stroke. Yeah. Okay. So even with that, she was still able to raise you. Even with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, were you the only person that she was raising at the time? Yes. It was only me. Oh, it was just you and her? Yep, just me and her. Yeah. She um my grandmother also has a niece. Um, which she stepped in at that time, being mm-hmm. that my grandmother had to go through rehab and learn how to rewalk again and all of that stuff. So my cousin stepped in at that time. And so did others because it, it's a big responsibility. So still I still had to go to school and right. be cared for during the day. So okay. Okay. So in that in that time, when your grandmother was going through this, you actually had some family help. Yeah, they were able to help you and 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 help your grandmother to get to where she had rehab and get get better. Yeah. So yeah. was it a time where she she got better and she was able to be more mobile? Yes, it was. Um, she was still like in a wheelchair, um, but it was a time where she was walking. 
Like we, I remember times when we would go to the grocery store and she was able to walk with her cane mm-hmm. and um, slow, but <laughs> she was walking. And um, so it was things like that. But, you know, it was just, it wasn't how we move. Like, you know, like she wasn't moving like that. You know, it was, it was limited to a certain extent. So as you got older, um, even though she was now able to walk and stuff like that, as you got older, was it where you, you know, you still had to do additional things for her? Yeah. And Right. So so even as you, you're getting older, you're, you're becoming a teenager, things like that, you're still having to do additional things for her. So you kind of y'all caring for each other. Yeah. And basically, that's really what it was. Um, yeah. Grew up caring for each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wow. because, you know, like she couldn't do like um, like my grandmother owned a house. Um, She was a landlord. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't walking up the stairs to, you know, check on the tenants or, you know, she wasn't doing any heavy work. You know what I'm saying? So that that's where I came in as much as I could at that age that I was. But mm-hmm. as the age increased, I took on more responsibilities. So, right. yeah. So you you learned at an early age to pitch in. Definitely. Right. Had to. Yeah. You had to. You had to. Yeah. How did that deal with your um your childhood uh, as far as, you know, being um a regular teenager, doing what teenagers do, go out? Did you have the freedom to go out because maybe did you have to stay with your grandmother because she needed you or did were you able to have that kind of childhood? Um, my childhood, you know what? Um, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, my childhood, I didn't start going outside till maybe I was like eight or nine, ten around that age, mm-hmm. because um, I just was always in the house. I always had something to do mm-hmm. in the house. So mm-hmm. <laughs> whether that was cleaning or whatever, but um, my grandmother, that's the thing. She never wanted to hold me back from things, so I would go outside and then. The cool thing about it is that the street we lived on, everybody, it was just that type of block where families, you know, they've been there for 30 years and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I started, you know, making friends on the block and things like that. So she would allow me to go to their homes sometime and, you know, hang out and things like that. So she never hindered me from anything. But there were times where responsibility came first, home came first. Mm-hmm. Where she needed something, and I instead of me staying out to ten, I would have to be home by six. So mm-hmm. it it really it definitely I definitely felt it. So yeah, you did feel it. Yeah, absolutely. So emotionally, was there any kind of kind of battle within? Like you kind of felt like like why me, or did you feel like um you wanted to do something and go out with your friends and stuff like that, and you couldn't? Did you feel yeah. kind of restricted sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it's so funny because we had a um a boiler in our house and um the boiler, it was like one of the old time like gas heaters, like you had to change the water and all this other stuff. And um it, it was just an old house. So um I would have to go home and change change the water in the boiler so the heat would come on. So if I was out somewhere I would have to come all the way home. She would call me. She was like, Tamise, you got to come put water in the boiler. I'm like, oh, my God. I could be anywhere, and I would have to come home and put this water. <laughs> it didn't matter. So it was just stuff like that. Or um, she wouldn't feel good 
mm-hmm. and now we would have to go to the hospital and you know just riding the ambulance you know just things like that and um yeah it was times that I was like yo I'm only 15 like why I gotta do this like I don't have no kids like Mm-hmm. I was 20 saying the same thing. Why I got to do this? I don't have no kids. So, yeah, I, I felt it. It was a lot. Yeah. You felt it. You felt yeah. it. Yeah. So as you as you got older. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure things changed where maybe she was made more dependent on you mm-hmm. and you were able to, you know, but you have already learned to care for her all this time. You right. know, so it was kind of like your way of life. Yeah, it was your way of life that you had kind of adapted to. So now fast forward, she, she gets older and she, is she unable to do certain things? And now you have to really kind of step in as really being her caregiver because you're, you're, you're old enough to take care of yourself, but now you can you, you have to become her caregiver. How was that? Yeah, that was um a big turning point because like, um like even from sweeping my grandmother, always cooked so I knew when she stopped cooking that things were changing you know what I'm saying where she couldn't stand up as long you know or Uh she um like she wasn't doing her normal like she would walk my grandmother's very persistent like she she took care of herself like this is the lady that took care of herself so when you see a change in her routine you know something is transitioning so to um to watch her go through that and no longer do the responsibilities that she was like small things like sweeping the floor like now she don't want to do it no more you know what i'm saying or but at the same time i had to learn because i was like you know what i was like if if i it has it had to be a point where i said no at some point because mm-hmm. I had to be able to have a life too somewhere, Mm -hmm. but things that I knew that she could do, like make her coffee in the morning. I was like, no, you can do that on yourself. But that's where it comes in. Like sometimes it's hard for you to say no Mm -hmm. to your parents sometimes. Like, yeah, it's it's hard. So, yeah. yeah. So there, 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 there there's some conflict sometimes because you want to, you want to let her do, do what she can do. But, yeah. you know, if she she's not feeling up to it or whatever and you don't feel like, you know, pushing it. So, yeah, that's understandable. Right. So so you would say there there are things that um, come into play where you also have to keep her trying to keep her independent. Right. Right. Even yeah. her having a reason to get up or to do things, whatever. Right. So that that becomes you have to be conscious of that. So how was that? Like, did you were you conscious of that? Like, OK, let me keep her active. Did you? you know, include her in any kind of like with other friends? Did you, you know, help her to be around her friends or something like that? Yeah, definitely. You know what? Um, My grandmother, people would say that um, my grandmother, her mouth was kind of terrible. I ain't gonna lie. Like her mouth was kind of terrible. <laughs> She's a southern old lady, you know what I'm saying? So her mouth was kind of terrible. But at the same time, um, my house was the house that a lot of people came to. Well, my friends, that's one thing. Like, if she would complain, she'd be like, oh, she was like, oh, they here again. But when they came, she loved them. So mm-hmm. she was that type of grandmother. She loved them. 
she was telling them about themselves, why they was there. And, you know, and she was like, well, when you come back, I'll be here. So she she complained, but she loved it. And then I babysat a lot. So she loved having the kids at the house. I made sure that the the babies came. And sometimes I'd be like, Ma, can you feed her? You know what I'm saying? So things like that. I try to keep her um, involved with that or um, just anything that I've seen that she liked. Um, I always tried to include her and um, people knew my grandmother and my friends kn- knew them, whether it was a phone conversation or they came to the house and things like that. And then I would um, bring her books and we would talk or whatever. She was into she was into basketball. I hated basketball, but she loved it. So I made sure on Sundays we were sitting and watching the game and talking about it and things like that just to make sure that she knew, you know, she was still needed and that she was important and that she mattered and that, hey, my friends, they looking for you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so definitely that was important. Yeah. It's it's important to keep to keep them going and keep the reason to go and interacting with other people. Yeah. But did did it feel like any time where, you know, you felt like kind of like roles were reversed, like she was the child and you were the parent? <laughs> Absolutely. Did you? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. Yeah. When I went away or tried to go on vacations, it was a lot of times I couldn't go because I had nobody to watch her, mm-hmm. watch her, quote unquote, like I had a kid, but I couldn't leave her alone. And if I did, I couldn't enjoy myself because I'm constantly thinking, oh my God, is she all right? Or if I called and she didn't answer that one time, I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? So it was just that constant worry all the time. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then it was a tug of war because I'm like, dang, if I don't go, I'm never going to go nowhere. So it's mm-hmm. just, it was a constant tug of war mentally. So, so it was a lot. It's a mental and emotional tug yeah. of war. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you, when you when you did go away, um, say if you went on a trip or something like that for mm-hmm. however long, how was the preparation when you prepare for for her because I, like if you have a child and you leave a child you you know you're writing down stuff you're making sure they have everything they need whatever how was that preparation <laughs> if you would if you were able to help anybody else that's going through that how would you you know prepare like write her medicines things like that yeah um definitely with her medicines um uh you know what um I did prepare her I made sure that she had her meals together. And um, I made sure all her clothes were washed. Um, her bed was how she wanted it because my grandmother was a neat freak and mm-hmm. she wanted everything to be how she wanted it or it wasn't right. And <laughs> and um, but yeah, I definitely got her prepared and um, I spoke to her constantly. So it was really like I ain't going nowhere. So but um, yeah, it was um, that's how I was. I did prepare. And um, and honestly, I, I really didn't go nowhere where I stayed away for long Mm -hmm. so and I constantly had um I had friends that would come and check on her you know so Mm -hmm. they would call you know they would call me when they got there say she's good we did this that and stuff like that so yeah 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 but it was still hard for you to totally you know enjoy yourself yeah yeah you had to keep checking in and things like that oh yeah definitely definitely Yeah. yeah so as as she as she gets older and she gets I guess weaker, and um, what what dynamics change for you? Like 
now at certain points, did you, I, I don't know if she's, did you stay home with you? Um, mm -hmm. did, you did she need extra care as far as maybe a caregiver, anything like that, or somebody else from an outside agency? Did you seek any help like that? Were you able to do that or get that? Um, she did have a home health aide that came okay. um, with this healthcare system and the way it is. Um, if you don't have Medicaid or something like that, they're really not trying to give you anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, but eventually we did get a lady, which was perfect for my grandmother. And thank God I knew, I knew the lady's daughter from college. So we already had a relationship and she mm -hmm. was, my grandmother loved her. That's, that's what I wanted because my grandmother really don't like nobody. So <laughs> my grandmother <laughs> loved her. They got along and she really, um, she cared for my grandmother for real. And, um, so yeah, that was that. And, but as she um as she slowly started getting older and she became diagnosed with cancer mm -hmm. um that really just blew our whole house into smithereens so mm -hmm. it really just changed everything everything so yeah mm -hmm. yeah so the responsibility for her um increased when she got cancer it really you know what it did in a way i think it was more mental um mm -hmm. than anything because um just knowing now because me and my grandmother we we like two peas in a pod so it was just like um we like all right you know my and my grandmother's very she could be very nonchalant towards things and mm -hmm. act like ain't nothing wrong type person and that's what it was and um but to watch her go through that mm -hmm. and the beginning stages of that and trying to figure out what to do what routes to take do we get chemo do we get radiation do we not do nothing and just live out the rest of our days um that's when you really have to start planning because it's like damn like wow like it just hits you like a ton of bricks so how was that this how hard was that the decision making like like for you yeah um, as a caregiver how hard was that decision making like what did you go through because now you're responsible for like in someone getting someone's life getting the best of care or whatever and how much did you know did you know where to go for help did you know what to do um no i really didn't know what to do um we in the beginning we decided to go for treatment she was going for radiation she was going for chemo they called it a sandwich so they would do chemo for a little bit then they'll do radiation for a little bit and then they'll do chemo so they called it a sandwich mm -hmm. and um when she went through that um it started really um eating her away um her days like she would be fine then she would get the chemo and she would faint and because uh like her white blood cell counts it would just go completely down and it would just mm -hmm. take her down with it and it'll be a lot of days where she was just weak she couldn't hardly sit up you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying she wasn't eating and that's not like her so i'm like and then when she got the radiation it was burning her skin so bad it was just like all right what are we gonna do so it was just a lot of things to reconsider and it was just when she was sick like that she wasn't eating mm -hmm. 
So you know how long you're going to last with that. Right. Probably not, not at all. So we really, me and her just really had to sit down and be like, and weigh the options. And I'm like, mom, you know, this versus that. And she's like, you know what? You're right. So we decided together to stop it. And we're just going to rock out the rest of our days. I say hour because I was right there with her um, together. And that's what we did. That's what we did. And she was way better without any of that chemo. She was herself without the chemo. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big decision. That's yeah. a big decision. Yeah. Yes. That's really tough. But you made it together with her. Yeah, absolutely. See, that that's um, a, a plus that you were able to to be open and honest with her because sometimes we don't want to say, you know, what's going on, you know, um, because, you know, you don't want to scare the person or you, you feel that it makes them uncomfortable. But you were right. able to have that conversation with her. And it kind of se it seems like it made it better for you and her to make that together. So you yeah. understood each other and she you understood that. You know, you these were the choices and she helped to make the choice of not to take any medication. Right. You know, and just live out the rest of her days the best she can. And like you said, you you, you found that she was better. She was herself. Yeah. You know, so you, you were able to enjoy that part of her. But yeah. for 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 you, um, how, did you have a support system? Because I know there has to be times where you just kind of like had to be by yourself and cry or have to be able to, you know, kind of get yourself together because you, you know, you felt a little frustrated. And, you know, because when you when she's sick, you're dealing with doctors, you're not only dealing with her, you're dealing with social workers, you're dealing with doctors, you're dealing with a lot of things. So right. that pressure. What did you do for yourself to help you to get, you know, to keep going? Got it. Um, well, that was the first time during that, um, my, that stage in life that I had a panic attack and that was my first time ever. I didn't know what I was experiencing, but I, all I know is I was in a bathroom, I was on the toilet and I just lost it and, but I couldn't lose it out loud. So I lost it. Mm. You quietly held you held it in you know what i'm saying yeah mm -hmm. so that was a lot um but that was my first time ever experiencing that but um <clears throat> to go through that and to go through it alone because i say alone even though other people knew um i know how my grandmother is she only really trust me like you know and I get that because I would feel the same way I wouldn't want people in my business that really don't mean me well 100% you know so that was that but um yeah for myself to take care of myself I was I would have to unplug sometime and you know honestly when I would take care of myself when she would have to go in the hospital that was my unplug time because I knew she was okay mm -hmm. because at that time we've been in the hospital so many times people knew us so we knew the nurses in there and they was like I got grandma don't worry about it you good go home you know catch it <laughs> and that would be my time to really party out like really get my mind together and figure out what I'm gonna do so and that's what I did that was my break honestly yeah. So that was the time you used to regroup yourself. Yeah. The, yeah. Cause you need that, you know, you need yeah, to honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It affects both of you. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So yeah. So you were able to to be able to go through the whole the whole time with her. May I ask how old are you? Right now I'm 33. Wow. Okay, yeah. so when did this take place? Like what um, what age were you at the peak of all of this? What age were you going through? Uh well this took place my grandmother passed in 2015 and she was diagnosed in 2013 around that time. So, okay. you know, wow. I don't know you, the wow. math. <laughs> So that's seven years ago. That's interesting. So, seven, so. so she passed in 2015? Yes. December okay. 4th, 2016, 2015. I'm sorry. Okay. So that was seven years ago. Okay. Yep. And you're 30, 33. 33. Yeah. So you were in your 20s. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's yeah. pretty young to be caring for an adult you know, yeah. and going through that, I think you probably, you probably did better than some because you were kind of sharing that with her caring for you and you caring for her, you yeah. know, and it was kind of like an exchange. So at, at, you know, when you were growing up, so that, that was great. What would you yeah. say to someone who um, is young, um, has, has, has the world, you know, in front of them and, and anxious to go out and do what they want to do. And then they're, find yourself in a position where they have to care for their loved one? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I would have to be honest with them and let them know um, it's not easy. It, it is not going to be easy in any way. But um, I do encourage them to stick it out and um, stick it out and really step back and evaluate what's going on and what can you learn from all of this because it was definitely a teacher for me mm -hmm. um my whole life was a teaching experience because it taught me patience it taught me responsibility i wouldn't be who i am today if i didn't go through all of that you know what i'm saying so um so I would really say evaluate what's happening, why you're going through it and what you can learn from it. Um, and when you when you need to feel like you step need to step away, step away, mm -hmm. because if you don't, it, it can eat you alive and you can be submerged and lose yourself. And being that um, being that um, I did take care of my grandmother a lot of times. I didn't allow myself to um, explore other options, people and things like that. So um, it did become lonely at times. Mm -hmm. And you have to just <laughs> understand like this, this is a part of this is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. It really is. So um can't say that it's going to be all rainbows because it's not. But um, I it was so crazy because um, I'm going to share this. I had a friend um that I grew up with she knew my grandmother and we was have I was going through like one of my little my little breakdowns and I called her just talking to her about it I'm like yeah I'm moving away I'm leaving my grandmother here by herself no I was lying but that's just how I felt because I was so fed up I was just like I don't know what to do 
uh, this is not fair. I'm 20 something. I want to live life too. Like I was just going through that, all those feelings. And she was like to me, you know, honestly, this is going to hurt to say, but it's true. She was like, you're really not going to be able to live until she passes because, and I was like, wow. And when she said that, it cut me to the core because I was like, first of all, I was like, first of all, who are you to say that? And <laughs> and it just hurt my feelings. But when it happened, the words came back to me and I was like, wow, she was right because that was my life. You know what I'm saying? So when my grandmother passed, I had to find a whole different life and I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know what to do. So when she passed, I ran out and got two big pit bulls because I I was so used to taking care of something. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, and I felt weird being in the house alone, not caring for somebody or something. So I ran out and got something to fill that void, which really didn't. But I was just seeking that feeling again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Wow. So you had to come to terms with that. This is your reality. Yeah. And even though you didn't like your friend saying that it was yeah. something that you had to think about, that this is your re- reality and you have to accept your reality. Yeah. Because you, know? you care. You care so much for her, but you still, yeah. you know, you want your own life. But still, this is this is this is the light, the hand that you were dealt. Right. Exactly. Let me ask you a question now. How did you how do you feel now that um, you your life is what it was? You, yeah. you, you did the best that you could do. Um, you have no control over someone, you know, getting sick and passing away and stuff like that. But you did the best that you can do while she was here. How do you feel now? How do I feel now? Um, what do you mean? Like, I mean, how do you feel now? Like how <clears throat> at that t- <laughs> it seems like most of your life was kind of like um, a burden. You okay. know what I'm saying? It seems like that you had heaviness, you had, you know, you had a yeah. conflict, you had heaviness because it's natural, you're human. And um, so at that time, just like your friend said, you're not going to be able to live your life until she passes. Got it. So now that she okay. she passed, how do you feel? Do you have um, guilt? Do you have um, remorse? Do you have any anything that makes you do you feel relieved do you feel like how do you how do you feel naturally how do you feel um honestly um okay so i'll take it back to the week of her passing Mm -hmm. um the week that when i I was at work i got the call the doctor called me said hey things aren't looking good and i left work immediately and never went back actually um and so that week was i don't i don't want know what to say but um to watch her transition so quickly um that was my first time seeing death in front of my eyes from a person that i knew my whole life so it was hard but um i felt fine i felt peace because mm-hmm. i knew i did everything possible in my being to help this lady my whole entire life so and i felt great because honestly i was with my grandmother up until they lowered the casket um 
I don't know if you know, but I have a funeral background and I took her to the funeral home that I was working at at that time. And so I was able to, I seen her in the morgue and everything. When I say I didn't leave her, I really didn't leave her. Like I, I was there every step of the way when they bagged her up, when they, she was in the morgue to when she was in, put in the casket until they lowered her in the ground. So I've never left her. So I felt, I was like, wow, like, like I did everything possible. And now she's free because my grandmother was a fighter. When mm -hmm. I say like, she never, she never laid in the bed when she was sick. Like it would be days where she would be so weak that um I would have to um she would be in a wheelchair, I would have to roll her to the to the beginning of her door, lift her up out the chair, and pivot her into her chair that she sat in into the in the kitchen because she didn't believe in laying in the bed. Mm -hmm. She would never lay in the bed, ever. So even when up to the week that she before she passed, she was still doing physical therapy. Like she was not having it. She was like, I'm walking. I am. She always, that's, that was her. She was a fighter, like for real. Like mm -hmm. she fought to the very breath. So I knew, and I always felt like when my grandmother passed is that she, she let herself pass because she was ready. She def, it didn't care. It didn't take her. Cancer didn't take her. She was ready. Like she was ready to go. Like she, she made up her mind. And, um, and because that's just the type of person she was. So I felt fine. I feel fine. And today is her birthday. And I just, um, you know, yeah, like I just hope to be, to have some of that oomph that she had, some mm -hmm. of that strength she had. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it sounds yeah. like this situation made, made you stronger. It sounds Absolutely. like it made you stronger. And, and so today is her birthday. So you're honoring yeah. her. By Definitely. doing the interview and talking about her life. Oh, that's wonderful. Definitely. That's yeah. wonderful. How old was she when she passed? Uh, good question. She would have been 82 today. She is 82 today in heaven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. All right. So she was right, what, 75? Something like that. So. Yeah, around that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's great. That's great that you want to share this, especially being a young person. You know, we, you know, we get to a certain age and we, we've lived our lives and maybe graduated, had a career, stuff like that, and then um, have family and all that. And then our parents get sick and we have to care for them and, right. and we have to figure out what to do. But then you were at a very young age and haven't really even lived your life yet. Yeah. And you had to take care of you. And there are other people that are in that in that situation. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I hope that this story will help them to be able to deal with it and give them encouragement to keep going on and to especially, you know, just speak to the person who's who's ill, just to have them um, have some say over how they want, you know, to go out or to be taken care of or whatever so that to me that's that's very important especially yeah. when you're young sometimes you don't ask the older person you know your senior you know anything about you know their life because we were taught to respect and stuff like that but then yeah. you kind of seem like you you and her were friends you yeah. know also <laughs> you know yeah, definitely. So that, that's wonderful um i'm going to ask you one more question okay um, if you had one more day mm -hmm. with her 
if you had one more day to be with her, um, to be together, and you had a choice of what to do, what would that day look like? What would that look like for you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know what? I it would definitely be something outdoors. Um, probably I would take her to a flea market <laughs> and <laughs> flea market, a farmer's market. Like she does, she loves fruits and vegetables. She loves um, flowers and stuff like that. So we would definitely be outside. Um, we would go eat somewhere um, and we would just chill and go for a ride and just talk and play Aretha Franklin. And <laughs> we would just have a grand old time. And then I would send her back because she got <laughs> because <laughs> she got on my nerves. I got on her nerves. So get at it. <laughs> but yes, no, but that's that's my girl. So, yeah, that was what, what our day would look like. Yep, definitely. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great. So I just want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, If there's any, is there anything else that you would like to say to the audience or anything? Uh, Not really. I think I shared everything. Um, Yeah, just um, I will close with um, just um, take the lesson that comes with it. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it is you're going through it for a reason. Mm -hmm. It is a teacher. Um, be the student of it and write it out and just do it because and, and then pass pass those lessons that you have learned, pass them down. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that's what I will honestly say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Well thank you so much to to me and yeah. um you volunteered. You wanted to share your story. So I'm definitely I'm really appreciative appreciative of this and also you know happy heavenly birthday to your grandma thank I'm sure you. she's very proud of you I'm sure yeah. she's very proud of you thank you appreciate that all right well good night and thank you good again night. for being a part of autumn is here definitely thank you have a good night all right you too bye-bye Bye.